0: Hey, fellow pickers, my name's Mike Crafton. I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California. And
1: my name is Carl Mandrilli, and I'm coming to you from Transient Castle Rock, Colorado.
0: (laughs) Transient. (laughs) Yeah,
1: man, people are moving in here and out of here all the stinking time. I'm always making Ah. new friends. That's why I'm friends with you
0: because i used to live in transient castle rock california i mean (laughs) no because
1: you because you're you live far away from me and i gotta be friends with you because i don't have enough friends here ah i see (laughs) i see your point okay well as soon
0: as you move out here then uh, you can call yourself a transplant also
1: that's true that's true
0: (laughs) good to talk to you uh how's everything going out there in castle rock california or Colorado
1: and transient castle Rockets It's going good. I got, I got my story for the week. What's your story for the week? Story for the week. I got called up by an old buddy and he is helping somebody that he knows move out of a house. That's a little, a little on the older side. And they wanted some help with just kind of figuring out what to do with all their stuff. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds kind of fun, right? You can get to go into a person's house and dig through and kind of help them sort through things. Does that sound I, fun to you?
0: I've got opinions about that, but we'll leave that until later on. What, what else you got? Okay.
1: <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, so I was digging around through their stuff yesterday. I realized that this is like a 1-800-got-junk situation. Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll we'll circle back to this when we start talking about, you know, how estate sales work and all that. But basically, yeah. I I was kind of the free estate sale planner for them. And I got in over my head is kind of the short end of that story. But in the process, I did get to pick a little bit. So yeah, so I, so I got some things.
0: So was this, was this hoarder type of material or could you walk through the house?
1: No, no. That's a good question. Definitely could walk through the house. Definitely plenty of space. It was just more that they were in over their heads and they had, they just been living there for a long time and they were older. So they oh, just wow. had a lot of things like they had, I don't know, probably 20 boxes filled with files, for example.
0: Yeah. Wow,
1: how many boxes of files do you have?
0: Interesting. I have one. I just keep. Uh, <laughs> I just keep seven years of material.
1: Yeah, of, uh, exactly. Paperwork.
0: I guess that's what they recommend, right? Seven years for certain things. I don't know. I do. Yeah, I, thought
1: it- I heard it was six, but seven's fine. So it's
0: three for some. It's seven for other kind of files. So, I've definitely got it down to one box because I hate keeping on that stuff. And I love that everything's mm. going digital these days. So now you don't even have to keep all that stuff, right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I think I'm almost almost there. I'm probably still more hard copy than I need to be for sure. But yeah, they were yeah. So I was kind of going through. I wasn't like digging through their files or anything. That's kind of weird. But I was <laughs> I was digging through their stuff. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's where right, you probably need you to go. talk more about this later. But okay, when you're going into a person's house that has that has a kind of a lot going on. You're entering their story, right? Right. Yeah. You're not just entering their house and like solving a problem. You're entering their story and they have a story to tell. And the story is typically a long story. It's a novel. And so I want to be very friendly to them and I want to honor them. But at the same time, I was kind of there to to help them out and do a job. And they were preventing me from doing the job because of their story. Does that make sense?
0: Just because they're chit-chatting with you and talking to you or what?
1: yeah but it was yeah it was more than that it was like okay they, they kind of like they kind of gave me the, the rundown up front they kind of sure. t- took me on a tour for the house and now mm-hmm. I'm like okay now it's time to dig in yeah but then as I was digging in it it wasn't time for that it was time for them to continue to interrupt me with more stories and hey what about this and hey what about that and I just yeah it was like we got a minute here and a minute there it was just kind of maybe I'm too nice or I need to be more firm I don't know how do you handle that
0: yeah no you bring up a good topic because even when when I go to state cells like I went to one I went to one last week I'm gonna to go to the same one again this weekend and they had a lot of good Christmas stuff uh, mm. so it's in a basement and one guy's sitting down there running the state cell and he's sitting there right. for eight hours by himself right oh so yeah he's working there so he's got nobody to talk to and then when you go down there he's like Oh, somebody to talk to you. So he's talking to you. <laughs> and for me, it's like being a new seller, I'm looking at stuff as in like looking it up, looking up comps, whatever it is. Right. And he's right. trying to talk to me and I'm trying to focus. I'm like, is the land before time VHS for $1 a good deal? You know, this is right. make or break stuff. And he's, right. uh, he's wanting to talk to me about local politics or whatever the case oh, may right. be. So that's
1: similar, except that you, I feel like you have the right to kind of more ignore him or politely ignore him because you don't have, you don't have anything. You're not tied to him. You're just there as a customer, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. It is true. Well,
1: how'd you, how'd you handle that? Did you say, did you say, I'm so sorry. I got to focus on seeing if I could flip these items.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want to tell this story. It's a little embarrassing, but. I gauged how many people were in the basement with us and I knew that I could still get to the stuff that I wanted to and be respectful for this guy. And I okay. I sat and I talked to him for a little bit, but, you know, I got the little, I'd look out of the corner of my eye, I'd spot something. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go. I kind of like made a map as I was talking to him about the stuff that was in the basement. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, as soon as the conversation's open... All right. It's done. I'm going to hit this section. I'm going to hit this section. That looks pretty cool over there. I see an unopened box over here. I'm going to go check out.
1: So unopened box. Yes. I, I like those unless they're filled with files then it's not. As no, I common. mean,
0: an box, like so. a sealed factory sealed box of a product.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that's okay. my,
0: that's my thing. Right gotcha. now. I look for any kind of unopened packages all over the place.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I'll send you some for Christmas. I'll just package it up really nicely. So it looks professionally done and you can be excited.
0: Wow. Well, come on. You can see it. You can tell something has <laughs> been pretty packaged. I know. I know. All right. But no, I would, uh, I, for, if it's the person, if the person is my friend, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. It would be, uh, I'd be like, Hey, you know, you, you invited me over to look at this stuff. You didn't invite me over to chit chat. Can we schedule a lunch? I don't know. I don't know how it that. One.
1: <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> like I'm not here to talk to you. Let's. You want to get on my calendar? Let's. Let's set that up at a different time. Here, that's so ridiculous. Exactly. I was helping out a buddy, and so I was kind of taking his lead, but at the same time, I I I straight up told him at one point, I'm like, I'm sorry, I've got some focus issues, so I'm gonna need to focus here. But that didn't really solve the problem. So, I tried. My next strategy is I'm going to go back there because I'm trying to be helpful. It's like a situation where they need a lot of help. They really need a company to come in and take care of this, but they're not willing to do that. So I'm going to go there with my father-in-law and he's a good chit chatter. So I'm going to use him as like a distraction while I just dig in.
0: That is a great strategy. My friend sounds like it's going to work. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So that's a long story for the week.
0: You got anything? Um, Do I have anything? So I sold, I sold a magic mouse. Do You know what a magic mouse is?
1: like an apple mouse
0: yeah it's the apple mouse so i bought one okay. recently and i had a box i had the empty box sitting there in mm-hmm. browsing ebay i saw that those things sell and i was like well i'm not gonna throw this thing away i'm gonna list it and it's the sold, empty
1: box you're talking about yeah
0: the empty box and it sold okay. within 24 hours it was incredible i was
1: how much did you sell the empty box for
0: sold the empty box for 3.99 and i added shipping onto it I've, I've kind of been going back and forth, uh, buyer pays or seller pays on shipping to see which one goes better. Right. And so I ended up, I ended up paying the shipping. I made a mistake, a learning mistake that my wife told me about that my Mm -hmm. wife corrected me on. I packaged the box. So the box is probably what? Six inches by three or four inches wide. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: probably less than that, but yeah, go ahead.
0: So I put it in eBay, printed the label. The label said it weighed about two pounds. It does not weigh about two pounds. And the box was seven inches by four inches by four inches. You know, it's just mm. eBay's standard size. And she's mm. like, you're going to pay extra for that box. And then I put it in a box that was like 16 inches long. So it was a, uh, you know, <laughs> I know it was silly. I just grabbed whatever box I had and, uh, and I threw it in there and I put it on the counter. And she goes, Is that that, is that, that magic mouse? Um, I'm like, Yeah. She goes, she goes that th- it's way too big. You're going to get charged so much money for that. at The post office, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a prepaid, it's a prepaid label from eBay. How could it be wrong?
1: Yeah. They, well, it depends on how you do it, but eBay will actually start. They're starting to refund you money if you overpay and they're starting to, and they'll charge you if you've underpaid. Obviously they're not afraid to do that, but that is funny. That is funny, man. It's, you know what? That's a whole other episode is trying to source boxes and packaging material to make your shipping more cost effective. Yeah. It,
0: it really is. And I'm trying to dig into it a little bit. There's a couple of uh, people out there. You know, there's a video for everything. And so it's a whole genre about shipping boxes and what sizes and what to do and eBay shipping.
1: Man, it's going to take, it's going to take like a month. And then you're going to be so much smarter than me at this stuff. Even though I've been doing this for years, you're you're doing so much stinking research that you are going to just be (laughs) so dialed
0: in. It'll be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oh my gosh. I am doing a lot.
1: Yeah. We've got some next level Tips, information, tricks about what you might need to know about selling on eBay. And maybe you've learned this already from all the research you're doing. We're going to find out. So the first tip that I have has to do with kind of the annoying details that you've got to fill in when you're listing a product. So a lot of times when you list a product, it brings up kind of a catalog. And then if you find your item, you can click on it. And then it auto fills everything in. Mike, how frequently, like what percentage of your listings are auto filled in like that?
0: Uh, geez. I would say that I'm starting to do them, but I'm really nervous because I've noticed that some of the autofills were wrong. So I can't trust them. I still Mm. have to go back through them anyways. sounds like you're
1: more detail-oriented than I am. If I find the exact product, I I typically glance at it and it's usually correct. So I'm just kind of sticking with it. But I would say like 95% of my listings are auto filled. Okay. But but Mm -hmm. if they're not, then but. you have to literally fill in every detail, which, and sometimes there's a lot of stinking details to fill. And they ask a lot of questions. They don't always require it, but you've got to fill them all in because if you don't, then your product may not show up in search results or it might be so buried that it's not even worth listing. So that's my first tip is fill in every detail right. for items that are not in eBay's product catalog.
0: So just to be clear though, these are details that you can fill in, right? Cause like, on one of my listings, I have where it says add recommended item specifics. I have 14 recommended item specifics that they're asking for. Right. So that means that thing yeah. is never going to be seen unless I fill those out.
1: It's less, I'm going to say less likely to be seen. Yeah. Because yeah, there's still some you're, things you're, where okay, eBay recommends enough. like you're missing a couple and then I still end up selling it. but it just depends on how much competition there is too. Right. So it's still going to show up if there's not as much competition, but you're more likely to sell it. I think is, is the helpful tip there, which to me is annoying because I'm looking, because listing's not okay. fun for me. I like, no, I like the finding. I like the selling. I don't, I even like the packaging and sending them off like that, that part's fun to me, but the actual typing it up and listing is, is the least fun part. And so if you're talking about filling in every detail, like it's, the, the primary color is blue. The secondary color is gray. It's this size. It's this shape. Like that's, you know, if you're doing that for a couple, like it's not that big of a deal, but if you're doing it for a lot of listings. Goodness gracious. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. I have to agree with you. It's one of the most annoying things that I do. I try to list at least one thing per night okay. So or one thing per day. Gotcha. And, and I might not, it's not my strong suit is coming up with descriptions like that. like, I have one adorable Beagle five inch figurine used condition. That's that's like one that I worked really hard to come up with. Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't come natural for me.
1: Wait, what did you work hard with? Saying used condition? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of condition is this?
1: Ah, is it new? Mm -mm.
0: No, in the description. Yeah. Coming up with a description of it. Okay. Not the not not the item specific. Okay. And then even digging deeper into this one Beagle, I, it's plastic. I don't know if it's resin or if it's <laughs> what kind of plastic it is, like it's asking for. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a plastic, but I don't want to put plastic in there because then people are going to think it's a cheap figurine and Yeah, I'm not going to want to buy it.
1: You could put it's plastic parentheses, but not cheap.
0: <laughs> it's not <laughs> cheap plastic.
1: Yeah. This is the high end quality plastic. We can talk about that type of like, that's now you're talking about kind of hooking the buyer in and what you should put, like, should you put use condition in the title line? I would say, no, I would just list what it is. And then in the condition I might put pre-owned or whatever it says, but I wouldn't actually like when you hear the word used, it doesn't sound very enticing. Right. Right.
0: So what do you come up with for your descriptions? Are you very good at doing that? Do you, are are you talking about
1: your title lines or the actual like paragraph section.
0: Uh, hey, both. Title lines and uh, the actual description.
1: There's a couple things, a couple key things I'll put for the items I have. So if something is, you know, like for example, if you're selling your, your mouse, right? That that mouse box, is it just right. a general mouse box? Is it an off-brand one or is it authentic? So I'll put down OEM authentic for anything that might be copied or might have some sort of knockoff option. And that's, that's kind of one strategy. Okay. I'm pretty brief with my description. I'll bullet point what things are included. And
0: how about in this? I'm, I've been trying both. So I have baseball caps that I have listed.
1: Caps. Oh, like hats.
0: Hats. Yeah. Okay. And like snapback baseball caps are really popular right now. So in my description, I've tried Snapback at the beginning of the description. And then I've also tried Snapback in the back of the description. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, just trying to get a, a search result hit. Yeah. Do you think it's searching the whole title or do you think putting it in the first is better? Are you talking better, about or?
1: SEO search engine optimization? And actually, eBay has its own internal search engine, which they call Cassini, kind of a fun fact. Really? And yeah, it's, it's all about. Having yeah for Cassini it's it's unknown whether which one is right so at least from my own research, but it's better to have you know relevant content that ma- matches what you're suggesting is what you're listing and then it's also important to have high quality images So those that's okay. kind of what makes Cassini happy so to speak. I'm not sure if it's hmm. if somebody is looking for snapback, I would guess I'd want that towards the beginning. Um, but if you're looking for attention grabbing something, I usually use the word new or brand new. If it's an item that's brand new, obviously towards the beginning, just to kind of be attention grabbing. All right. So that was my first one. Good questions though. Good follow up questions. Yeah. The second one I had, I just recently learned, I didn't know this, but this Cassini is favoring kind of your style of doing things where you're regularly adding listings, right? You're not putting a ton on there at first. You're still learning how to do this, but you're very consistent. That's actually to your advantage, so you unwittingly are making some wise decisions here, my friend. And versus just having, you know, like if you if you list kind of periodically, you're not going to you're not as likely to show up um, in your in the rankings or in the search results as if you are regularly updating your listings or if you're posting more frequently. So you can even. If you are not somebody who likes to, you know, spread it out kind of like how Mike does, you could even schedule your listings so that they release on different days. That way it seems like you're consistently active on eBay. That's one way to kind of, kind of a workaround.
0: Or are you scheduling that for any other certain time of day? So for me, it doesn't
1: seem to matter. Like for me, time of year matters more than time of day in terms of trying to figure out when people are buying things. So if you're selling things, for example, that are more like, you know, school related content, something kids are going to want or need, you know, selling that in August or into early September is going to be more timely versus if you're trying to sell that mm-hmm. mid year, you're going to get less hits. But yeah, in terms of time is time of day, I haven't figured that out. And I haven't really scheduled. I think my style is more just to kind of list all at once, but list more consistently week by week. So I might have to take my own advice on this one and change how I do it, to be honest.
0: No, I know what you mean with seasonal stuff, though. Like, I've been sourcing a lot of Christmas stuff. And i tell you what, it's flying off the shelf, man. Within 24 hours, these things are selling. Really?
1: Like, okay, give me what – what are you selling? Give me an example.
0: So I had a Frosty the Snowman door hanger, musical door hanger that, light, that lit up. And okay. I got that one last weekend. I listed it that night. And it sold that night.
1: Okay. How much did you get it for? How much did you sell it for?
0: So that's interesting because that's something I wanted to ask you about. So I picked up five items at this garage sale, right? So mm-hmm. when, so I picked five items up at fourteen dollars. And what I do is I average out the price. So it doesn't matter what I actually paid for the item. Just I just I think of it as what I paid for it in an average price. So at this particular yard sale. I picked up everything they averaged out to a dollar forty is what I paid for it. And okay. are you ready for the jumbo roll what I what I sold it for? $3. Twenty dollars. Twenty-nine ninety nine.
1: Okay. Why did that sell for so much? How did you know like I would never even think to buy a frost the snowman door hanger? I know. It's, Why did that sell for so much?
0: Uh I don't know. And it even goes deeper because it's another reseller that bought it. And so then, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm. if she's an experienced, he's an experienced reseller, I must have listed it for way too cheap. They're going to take it and they're going to flip it.
1: Maybe they're flipping it in November or December when it's even hotter.
0: Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. So that got into the whole thing of uh, something else. I want to talk to you about finding other buyers, eBay buyers, because I tried (laughs) to search this guy's page. He's got, I don't know, 2,400 reviews on his page, right? Mm. very good seller, very positive. Okay. And so I'm trying to follow him and uh find his page to see if he's going to list it and what he lists it for. Not really that I, oh, not really yeah. that I'd be upset about it, but I want to learn. I want to see did I list it too low? What's an experienced reseller going to do
1: with it? Okay, I I got a I got a good strategy for that actually.
0: Okay, what do you got? Teach me. Uh
1: just just ask him. <laughs> what a cold call <laughs> no no okay so here's what happened it Has i got a similar situation okay so this is a quite a few years ago but i bought i used to buy ipods because so my theory was people have these things sitting around and i don't know why but they were still selling on ebay hmm. so one of the first versions of the ipod nano i bought it you know for whatever five ten bucks and then it ended up selling for like 40 or 50 bucks and this thing is like a piece
0: was it the white one
1: Mm, the Nan. No, I think you're thinking of the shuffle. Oh yeah. 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 It wasn't or shuffle, you're thinking was it? of the classic version. No, this is the nanos kind of their first smaller version anyway. So I, it's like a rectangular thing, like a, a, a thin rectangular brick basically. Okay. And I just thought this thing is old. This, it just looks junky. It doesn't look, and it, it had been out forever. So I just asked the guy, I said, why are these going for so much? Why do people want these? And so he responded and he said, because these have a recall on them. Their batteries are unreliable. They've had issues with like fires and this and that. And so if you can find them, you can submit them back to Apple and Apple will give you the latest version of the Nano for free.
0: Oh no, crazy. That's So
1: crazy. like they, they cover shipping and everything wow. and those were going for like 120. So you're basically paying 50 bucks and you're getting a, you know, a Nano for 120. So I thought, Oh, okay. Well, that's a really good deal. Yeah. So after that, I probably found four or five more of those things like over the next few years. And so every time I found one, then I just ended up submitting it to Apple, getting a brand new Nano and selling that thing and making way more money. Oh, so that's interesting. just because I asked the question, I ended up making a lot more profit.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. And I actually did think about you know, reached out to this buyer and ask them, Hey, just something like, Hey, I'm a new reseller. I know you're pretty experienced. I, I see that you're pretty experienced. You know, did, did I list this for too low? You know, I'm not mad that you bought it from me and you're going to make a profit, but just you know, <laughs> can, you, can you tell me, can you tell me what's going on?
1: And then keep a PS we talked about you or the idea of you on our podcast <laughs> and then link to the show right there. Boom. Anyway, yeah, c- keep us posted on that. I'm curious what what you find out, because I might start buying more. Because I typically, like, I see Christmas stuff yes. all the time, and I skip right on over it, and I'm probably missing out. But
0: I think you are during during the season. I think it's going to be hit or miss. Like, I bought five or six things, and only one of them is sold so far. So
1: Getting back to, yeah, I guess your original question, I would just, it sounds like you've made a profit on those items if you only spent $14 total, but I would say... It sounds better because you made such a significant profit on the one item, but I would say I spent 14 bucks and now I've made 30 bucks total. So that could go up if you sell more items, but I wouldn't, I guess I don't do average price to answer your question.
0: I don't have the time to sit there and price out each one, you know, to ask them, well, how much are you going to sell this for? How much are you going to sell that for? I mean, it could take a couple of extra minutes.
1: No, 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 you know, you bundle it together. No, you okay. do, you're doing it right. I'm just saying that when I, when I mentally track How I did. That's how I do it. All right, I got one more tip for you. One more tip. You ready for it? What you got? What's your tip? Next one, last one is actually something I've been kind of working with, which is the eBay promoted listings. You know, when you Mm -hmm. when you have your posting on there for a while, it's like promote your listing. It will cost you X percent, right? And this I've had mixed results with. I think it really depends upon the item that you're posting. If there's a lot of competition, I think this can really help. If you have a rare item, which I have, I have a rare item on my, on my, uh, eBay page right now. So I'm not sure this is as helpful. According to one company, they were able to increase their sales by 179%. So they, yeah. So if you're looking to sell fast and trying to kind of move product, this might be up your alley. If you're in no rush. And you can just kind of let your items sit for a while if you've been experienced and you just, you know, you don't mind having a bunch of open listings and they kind of sell when they sell. maybe this is not for you, but this can definitely improve your ability to sell, especially with a lot of competition.
0: That's really interesting. I'm fascinated to, to, to see how it works out for you. Cause I'm really of the mindset of if if a, if eBay is asking me to promote my listings, like actively asking me constantly, driving me nuts by constantly asking me to promote a listing, that means that that's a new feature on the website that they're wanting users to use. So I'm more apt to use something like that because I know that eBay is going to see them using their brand new feature and they're probably going to promote it more than, than the normal listings. If that makes sense, you know, like mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube are, is, is really promoting YouTube shorts right now. They're trying to keep up with Instagram reels and TikToks. And so you're more mm-hmm. apt to do a YouTube short and get a lot more views because YouTube wants that user interaction. And I think it's the same way with eBay. They right. want you, if they're throwing promote your listings at you, they're wanting you to use that feature. So I think they're going to push it on you. If that makes sense.
1: It does. And I've got some good news for you. Cause if, if you're seeing that they actually don't give it to everybody. They only give it to people with proven track records. You need to be above standard or top rated seller to take advantage of them. Whoa. So Yes, yeah, so that's up your alley, my friend.
0: Are you kidding me? How do you know all this stuff? That is crazy.
1: Yeah, I know. I just memorized it. No, oh, I, didn't. Memorized I, all re- the- I researched everything. <laughs> I, Fight, I, I'm trying to things. learn as well as we go because as we'll, as you'll find out, Mike is going to quickly surpass me in knowledge. And then I'll be like, I'll, I'll be asking questions like, oh, really? wait, say that again. And then <laughs> hmm. even though I've got more experience, he'll, he'll, he'll quickly be more knowledgeable. But yeah, one thing that might be helpful for, t- for you in terms of promoting listings is it can actually build your feedback pretty fast and give you that better reputation so that you're more likely to sell kind of building that momentum, so to speak. So this could be up your alley. There's obviously a price to pay in the process.
0: Hmm, that's good to know. What's the, what's the price? I think
1: it depends on how you promote or what it, how much you have it listed for in terms of the percent so uh, it's a fit yeah it's an actual price not like you know not like it's you're gonna be going down to the dark side or anything
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's on top of the 30 cents that eBay charges you for a listing
1: yeah are you paying 30 cents a listing
0: uh 30 cents plus I think it's like three or five percent uh, of the price. okay
1: that's t- you must be in a different structure than me so I'm yeah I'm just paying the the percent on the, on the back end. We'll talk about it later, but those are the tips I've got right now. We'll circle back. I like them. What tips do you have out there? If, if we miss any big tips or secret things that have been working for you to help drive up your sales or make things more efficient, please let us know. Yes.
0: What's your advice? Give us some help, especially me.
1: Yeah. All right. Are you ready to end this episode with our pick of The week pick of the week. Each episode, we got a pick that we made that we should have made a sale, all the above, kind of our favorite thing, favorite item from the week. So what you got?
0: This one's perfect. And it's something I kick myself over, man. Do you know, have you researched or seen the Funko figurines yet? The toys? I've not. Yeah, so I was at this. Uh, I was at that community yard sale, and not not too long ago. And I and I had I saw this box of uh, little tiny figurines, and they were, kind of looked like a Lego figurine. Okay. I I knew that there was something special about them. They caught my eye. I knew nothing about them, but they caught my eye. They were so small that I couldn't read the stinking letters on the back of them though to look them up. So I didn't know what they were. Right and and it was a whole bucket full of them, like I said. And I put them down and I walked away. And then, but I had taken a picture of it. So when I got back home, I zoomed out the picture and I could read the read or no, I did a Google Google image image search on the figurine and it came back Funko figurines and they're they're like super hot right now. And I had no idea. I passed up a whole bucket full of them. And How much was, is the bucket going for? About I I would have been able to throw any price I wanted because it was unpriced.
1: OK, so and then you got home and then you're like, dang it, I just missed out. I could have made a, a killing on that, right? I did miss out. Yes. Why didn't you go back?
0: Uh, You know, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I didn't drive back.
1: And and just so you know, I even if it was like, you know, oh, the sales probably over my now or it's the next day when you realize this. Yeah. I think it's OK to go back and be like, hey, are you still selling that kind of stuff? I, I wouldn't mind throwing an offer at you
0: yeah and i have kept that in the back of my mind every time i drive by the house i'm like oh, i should go up oh and you're not-
1: driving dude just you just gotta pull up and ask man well it's
0: not like i drive by the house regularly but whenever i do drive by the house i'm like oh i should just stop and ask them
1: if you're nervous about asking do this just go up to the house Call me up. Put me on speakerphone. Don't say anything. Just hold the
0: phone up to the door. <laughs> that's not crazy <creepy> at all.
1: <laughs> I'll smooth it over for you.
0: <laughs> hey, do you have any kids' toys by chance? <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> Oh, wow. All right.
1: So something you should have bought but didn't. All right. I'm going to keep that. I and mean, I have to look that up and see what those are so I can keep an eye out for them as well. But um, that's a good one, my friend. That's yeah. a good one
0: and they're definitely recognizable. Like it caught my eye as something that was worth reselling. You know, do you ever see stuff at yard sales? You're like, Ooh, that looks like it could go for some money. Oh yeah. You know, you see some stuff and it's like, Oh, that's just junk. And then you see other stuff and you're like, man, that, that looks like something, but I just don't know what it is.
1: Big heavy things. Typically I'm like, I have to look up to make sure that I know what they are. And sometimes it's, it's good. Sometimes Mm. it's not. So
0: is that what I need to look out for now is big, heavy things.
1: That's just one thing that catches my eyes. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, I'll, ta- I'll I'll make that my pick of the week. So I was at the sale and I saw this, I don't know, big hunk of metal, I guess, and it was large, it was long. I did not know what it was, and so I went and I asked Lay. I said, "What is this thing?" And she said, "It's an engine lift." Oh, yeah, that you can buy at Harbor Freight. And so I said, "Okay." I'm guessing just lifts an engine out of the you know the vehicle. She says they used it one time and it's just taking up too much space in the garage. They just simply want to get rid of it. Twenty bucks, mm. and so I said, I just without even looking it up, I was like, this is too big and heavy to to think that twenty bucks is all it's worth. So I just gave her twenty bucks, and I was able to I don't know flip it within how long was it a day or two? I didn't make a ton of money, but I, but I, I you wow. know percentage wise, I did really well. I, made, I sold it for a hundred bucks. So it was definitely worth the oh, time. Really good. I learned about engine lifts and it was a big hunk of metal. So there you go.
0: Also known as a cherry picker. Did you know that? There no, I don't know pickers? anything about it because
1: I've never lifted an engine out of a vehicle before.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> nice. might have more
1: information than I do.
0: You know, just the metal alone, I bet was worth more than 20 bucks if you scrapped it out. Mm. That's a whole nother episode too.
1: We got, I got, I, yeah, I got a story about that too, but we'll get to that later. So, so many stories. so many stories that my friend is all i got
0: all right good pick of the week i'm glad you made some money off that thing you know 80 bucks i would be really happy with 80 bucks yeah thank you all right so remember if you like this podcast we would really appreciate if you hit the subscribe button and give us a review on apple podcast it's really helpful since we're just starting out you can also follow us on our social medias You can leave us a voicemail or text. Our phone number is listed in the show description.
1: All right, everybody. Go find your own
0: treasures one
1: story at a time.
0: And remember, it's not reselling if your porch pirate gets it during Halloween season.